Good evening, TDN Radio listeners. It is 8 p.m. on Wednesday, July 9th, 2014. Uh, welcome to This Week in Interview. I'm your host, Anthony Drago. And um, I want to, those of you who are American, <laughs> I want to wish you a happy 4th of July. I hope you had a, a wonderful weekend. Um, also, at the start of the show, this song that I'm playing at the start of the show is, is the CARICOM anthem. Um, very excited about the fact that the CARICOM now has an anthem. But um, we'll get back to that a little bit. I just want to welcome you to um, this week in interview. Um, we, we have an exciting show for you, informative. As usual, we have a very exciting and informative show tonight. We are going to be talking to a writer, uh, Osborne Constance. He, he's published three books, one of them being a book of poetry. Uh, we, we are thrilled that he's going to be with us uh, this evening. And um, we, we're definitely uh, going to have a wonderful discussion with him. Um, we do this every Wednesday. Every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we, we speak with an interesting person from the Caribbean, whether from experience or um, their work, some knowledge that they have to share with us. And um, we're usually very excited and very honored that they take time out of their busy schedule to talk to us. If this is your first time listening to this week in interview, I want to say welcome. Uh, we hope uh, that uh, by the end of tonight's show, you will find that we have um, sufficiently stimulated you that you're going to become a, a full-time, a regular listener. And of course, if you are a regular listener, I want to say welcome back. It's been a while. We had a, a two-week break, but we replayed some interesting um, interviews for you over the last um, couple of, of weeks. But welcome back. And um, we're happy to have you every week. We're very, very happy to have you. And as I said, uh, tonight our guest is going to be Mr. Osmond Constant. He's a writer. Uh, he's originally from Dominica, residing in the U.S. of A. In, in Texas. We're very excited to have him with us. And so what we're going to do is um, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back from the other side of the break, we will, um, we will certainly be joined by Mr. Constance, and we're going to have a very interesting conversation. I'm always excited to, to talk to, to writers and people who have the courage to express their thoughts um, and share their, in their, their, their thoughts with us. So, so we, I, I'm thanking you for being with us, and I want you to stay with me through the break. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% .9 uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. As I told you before the break, uh, we're going to be joined by Mr. Uh, Osmond Constance, uh, a writer from the island of Dominica, but currently residing in Texas. And Osborne is the author of three books. And um, I, we invited him to come to talk to us about his work and to share his work with us. So um, we, we, we're waiting for him to join us on the line. And um, he will be with us uh, shortly. But um, his books are available on Amazon. But his first book that he wrote, it's, it's titled The Verdict. Um, the Verdict. Everyone is guilty. And the sentence is, you are forgiven. Yes, um, Osman, welcome to this yeah. week in interview. Good afternoon. Well, actually, good evening on your side. <laughs> good evening to you. Uh, how are you? I'm doing pretty good for the moment. 
Okay. We we're very happy that uh, that you're able to join us and and to share your ideas and thoughts with us and um we 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 hope to get a, a pretty good insight into your your work and your writing process. Uh so let us start um you give the audience uh, a little bit of an introduction who you are um that sort of thing. Okay, this is Osman Constance. I'm born in the island of Dominica. Very proud to be there. Because this is a beautiful island you could think anywhere in the world. So I'm one of these that came from Dominica. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, I grew up in Dominica until like in my teen years. After my late teens, like in 19, I migrated to the U.S. Virgin Islands. There I lived for a while. And then after that, I relocated to Texas. And I've been in Texas ever since. I'm still here. I met my wife over here. named name is Deborah. And then I have a beautiful daughter named Brittany. So that's where I am. Went to school over here, and I'm here. Okay, certainly. And you said that you, you're married and you have one daughter, so... So the word beautiful, beautiful daughter. Beautiful woman. So you must be a spoiled man. <laughs> yeah, but um, we we here tonight to talk about about your writing, and I know, you know, all of us think that we have a story inside of us. We we always plan that we're going to write. You know, one day I'm going to write this thing. You know, and we always plan to write. Sometimes we start, sometimes we stop. So I always admire persons who are able to take it all the way, no, not only to write it, but to organize it and to even publish it. So, so I want to start off by just saying congratulations and good job that now you are on your third book. But um, so tell us a little bit, no, let, let's talk about the book first. Give people a little yeah. bit of an idea of what your work is and on you know what area you you focus on in your writing your first book that you that you wrote um is entitled the verdict everyone is guilty the sentence is you are forgiven tell us a little bit about that book and what inspired you to um to put those thoughts down on paper and then to share it with us I tell you, when I was growing up, the furthest thing from mind was being a writer. <laughs> that wasn't what I dreamt about. I was into music, I was into sports, but writing wasn't what I desired to do. But then, you know, we have our plans, God have his own plans. And then once he reached out to me and told me that this is what I need for you to do, I embraced it. And then I went away with it. And then a writer was born. I started writing actually in 2008, and then I published in 2009 this first book. Well, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah one, within one year. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, the thing is that, though, most people that want to be writers, they keep everything inside in their head, and they keep saying, well, one of these days I'm going to put everything down on paper, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. This never happened. You have to keep on writing and jot down your little points on paper. And then after a while, you compile all of this and then put it, organize it. It's a process. You have to go from phase to phase to phase. First thing is making sure you put everything on paper. You scrap papers. Sometimes, for instance, I'll be in my car relaxing, waiting on someone else. And then I'll just jot down whatever thoughts that come to my mind on a piece of paper. And then later on, I'll put them in a file, and then that's how I compile them, and that's where the book was born. Yeah, that's what writers say. They say you you write, you constantly write. If you have the objective to be a writer, you constantly write. Those of us who have not written um, a complete work think that, you know what, one day you go on vacation, you take two weeks, and you write. But but the idea is you, as your thoughts come, you, you develop a process of getting it down on paper, it might be on it might be electronic as well, but getting it down and then eventually yeah. compiling and organizing it. Yes, because usually sometimes you'll say, man, it's in my head, but then a couple days from then you forget all that stuff and then it's gone to waste. 
But if it's on paper somewhere, at least you could always turn back to it and have it where you want it. Uh, verdict. Everyone is guilty. The reason I wrote this book, because I get my inspirations from people, people I live with, people around me, people I work with, and then listening to their stories. And most people, you know, they carry guilt inside of them, things that they've done before, things that are wrong, even when they hurt their family and other people. They keep this guilt inside of them, and then they don't forgive themselves. But the reason I wrote this book is to let them know you could be free. There's nothing that you have done before that's not <laughs> available for forgiveness. So that's what it's all about. Everybody's forgiven once you accept it. It's something you have to accept. Once you do that and once you forgive yourself, then you forgive others. No, that is a, that's a very interesting and very important um, important concept because so many times, I mean, it can be trivial. Like so you have a friend and you intended to call a friend, you didn't call a friend. A week goes by, two weeks go by, a month go by. And instead of just picking up the phone and say, you know, I intended to call you two months now, you know, you, you feel like, oh, boy, I feel so bad. I promised I was going to call. I didn't call. And then before you know it, six months have passed, a year have passed. Um, of course, I'm, uh, this is a very trivial um, example. But but yeah. uh, but the point is that no matter what it is, if you accept that, okay, I was at fault, you can forgive yourself and then seek forgiveness from that person and, and free yourself from that burden. Is that, that That's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Um, this book actually is compiled of various topics. It's like a chapter-by-chapter synopsis of various topics. Each chapter deals particularly with a life issue. For example, in this one, chapter one, mm -hmm. it's specially dedicated to the abuse because I'm listening to people around me and the stories that I get. And there are so many people that are abused. And they carry this guilt for all that time. So, you know, it's a form of telling them, release yourself. So in this first chapter, I cover various points of abuse, whether it be sexual abuse, whether it be mental abuse, physical abuse. I covered every chap every section of it. And then not just talking about it, I put stories from people in there. And then, so whoever reads it, at least identify with that person or identified with that topic. For instance, a lady came up to me not too long ago, and she told me she bought this book and then she read the first chapter, which is says, Abuse Not Acceptable. And then she told me she cried so much because within that chapter she saw herself and things that she had inside of her for so long because she was abused so badly. She was able to get it out. She cried, but she cried it out, and then she felt so free. So to me, I feel good because this is my objective, to help people. And that's why I'm writing this type of book because I'm not just a religious writer, a romantic writer. Or I'm just general. Whatever God lays on my heart, I just put it out there. And my main purpose is to make sure that somebody is being helped from what I am doing. Writing, and, and that is important. Is um, you write about mm -hmm. contemporary things, and really and yeah. truly, in reading the book, the the nicest thing about the book, it makes it easy to read, is that you you deal with the topics through stories, you know, yes. stories that everyday people can identify with, and and and, and it, make, it keeps it interesting and keeps it fresh. Yes, and I try to be as simple as possible so that anyone could pick it up and read it without trying to figure out what this word means or whatever. I try to be as simple. Even some of the grammar is not even proper, but I wrote it on purpose like this for those in this category, you know, so that they, they could identify with what is being said. No, certainly. And, and I mean, there's, you deal with some pretty... Um deep stuff and, and stuff that people have buried deep inside of them. For example, yes. there's a section where you deal with um, kids who 
inadvertently or deliberately may be given the wrong paternity, you know? Yes. And I, mm -hmm. that, I think that is very, very personal. But then, yes. like you say, somebody reading that might say, you know what, I'm not the only person who's going through this. And then they might be able to solve that problem. Yes, this, this is the main objective. And anything I write about is to help somebody else. I know this world will have about almost 7 billion people, right? Everybody. But if I reach one person and makes a difference in that person's life, I think I have done a good job. Certainly. And, and you say you're not a religious writer, but you seem to draw a lot of reference from the Bible. So talk about your your religion and, and the role that Christianity plays in, in your writing and, and the stories that you that you write? Because I know for sure I'm, I'm not of my own, you know. There's always a higher power. And that's how I look it. And without him, I wouldn't be here right now writing these books. All this drinking from him. And when God tapped on me and asked me to do that, then I accepted the challenge and then he gave me the strength to do it. And we're living in a decaying world right now, where morality is not of a big issue. <clears throat> Nobody seems to worry about morality no more. And I still want to portray that if one or two, three people could still be moral, it makes it even better for those around me. And as a father, as a husband, I try to live like this so that I could at least be an example. Because I know it's very important to be a Christian, very important to do the thing God wants you to do. And then once you glorify him, he'll take care of the rest of the, everything else. So I draw my inspiration from him and from the Bible. Because most of the stuff I put in this book, I always try to back it up with something from the Bible that, you know, at least they will see there, there is help somewhere else. Not just us saying, but at least it comes straight from the Bible or somewhere around. So Christianity is very important. Very Okay, so 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 your your Bible, your other Bible, your writing is is very mm -hmm. Christian centered, but it, it it does not it's not heavy like somebody hitting you over your head with a stick and saying no. this is what the Bible says, you know, this no, is what you're no. supposed to do. Yeah. No, because he didn't call me to be that type of person. He wanted me to be together with a very common person, where you know that person that would not go to church. You know what I mean? That person I will not pick up a Bible and read. You want me to be that type of voice where I could at least talk to somebody or they could read my book and still get the sense of what a Christian is to be, or what morality is, or how you should live a good life. It's not always about church and religion. It's more of a spiritual connection with the Almighty. That's all it is. Definitely. I'm looking at the table of contents in this book, and the first one, as you said, you deal with is abuse, and saying it's not acceptable. Yes. Then you have sexual yes. immoralities caught in the act, yes. prodigal, yes. Um, yes. Am I my brother's keepers, friends mm -hmm. are supposed to be closer than brothers, God loves mm -hmm. a cheerful giver, rich to be or not to be, false pride yes. leads to destruction, fear, mm -hmm. opposite to trust, forgiveness. Mm. Not my will, but thine. And then you have self. I'm going to yeah. put you on the spot and just ask you to speak a little bit about the concept of fear being the opposite to trust and what um, what you would like to communicate about that. You know, when you're fearful, you're very doubtful. And you usually do things that you're not supposed to do. But when you trust, trust especially the higher power, you end up being successful in whatever you do. You know, fear always have a stigma that you can't and you're not able to do this. And then within the book, I put so many different examples of somebody being fearful. And it's from childhood all the way down to the grave, being an adult. Fear always torments. And it never is a helpful thing. It's always... Because you always think, oh, I can't do this because I'm very fearful. Oh, I'm not able to do this. For instance, okay, here I am with you on this radio station. It's not something I'm accustomed to. <laughs> you know, when the first thing that comes to your mind, oh, man, don't do that. Be fearful. So many people out there listening. So, but then you have to conquer all this. You have to really trust the instinct, trust God, and trust that you're able to do it. 
And that's how I look at it. So if you are not careful, you're going to be trustful. And you're going to trust in your abilities and you're going to trust in the person who gives you the abilities to do what you're supposed to do. And I think that is that is so important. You know, it's, that is a really inspirational um, concept. And, and the way that you break it down in that book is it, it brings it you know a very contemporary colloquial manner where you know i can pick it up and identify with it and, and my son can pick it up and identify with it i i really like that type of concept because you, you know when you were talking of when you were talking about fear and trust a while ago there's something that i usually say um you know, you, you regret the things that you didn't do more than you regret the things that you did. So fear will keep yeah. you from doing something. And for the rest of your life, you'll be wondering, I wonder if I had done that, what would have happened? Yeah. You know? Yes. And, and that's, what, that's what came to mind. So uh, do you want to pick another area in the book that you, that you want to highlight? Or, or yeah, especially, go on to the other works? especially like um, forgiveness, man. I'm very big on forgiveness because too many people carry this burden inside of them of not forgiving others. And then you carry this burden and it weighs you down. And sometimes a simple, simple stuff, especially within the family, within the family circle, things that happen when you were kids and you keep carrying this stuff into all these adult years and then just keep crippling yourself. But I realized that when you forgive somebody, you free yourself. You feel light. You feel like a burden is lifted up. Because that's what forgiveness is all about. <laughs> God forgives us, we're supposed to forgive others. And sometimes people don't forgive themselves for the things that they've done. And that's not good. You have to forgive yourself and then forgive others. So. If I may, let me, let me read a little how you start that chapter on forgiveness. Yes. You started it by saying, if your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day and says, I repent, forgive him. <laughs> that, that is yes. some pretty powerful stuff. You're quoting that from and Luke 17. Um, yes, this is, this is not my word. So see how important it is. Not my word. It comes straight from the Father. <laughs> That's how important forgiveness is. Yeah, but the concept says if he, you know, like, you know, have this thing that says, um, if you fool me once, shame on you. If you fool me twice, yes. shame on me. And yes. that's not to be saying that you have to allow people to abuse you all of the time. No. It's, it's so good that you started with abuse yes. being unacceptable. Yes. But it's also saying that you have to forgive and, and you have to forgive yeah. repeatedly as many yeah. times as that person is sincerely asking you for forgiveness. Yeah, the reason for that too is because of the nature of man. Man will always falter, he'll always make mistakes. We're not perfect. And it's the same thing the same thing in a in a marriage, the same thing in any relationship. They don't have headaches, they don't have a lot of faults and a lot of mistakes. But you can't hold on to these mistakes. You have to forgive. That's the only way you can move forward. By forgiving and then moving ahead. And that goes through everything in life. Because as long as you don't forgive that person, as long as you keep what that person has done to you, it's as if you are allowing the person to do it to you again and again every time. Yes. You know, in that sense. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you know, some people have stuff on their head because they go to bed and sleep with that thing on their head. And the person that they are hating starts to sleep in their bed, not even a worry, and you up cannot even sleep just because you didn't forget, you know? Exactly. Okay, so what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to take a quick break. Um, it's 8.30. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to give out the phone number so the persons can call if they want to join in the conversation. Our guest yeah. tonight on This Week in Interview is Mr. Osman Constance. Uh, Osman is a writer. He has produced three bodies of work so far, published four, three bodies of work so far. Uh, we've been talking about his first book. Very, very important. Very easy read, but it's so um, deep and profound. 
um, the, the concept of forgiveness and, and, and the concept that if we forgive, um, we are also forgiven in the process. And he deals with a lot of deep and, um, and really personal matters and brings it out in such a way that allows people to really deep, deep into things that may have been buried deep inside and um, to deal with it. And we're very excited to have Osman um, with us tonight talking to us about his work. I'm going to take a quick break. And I, as I told you, I have been playing this song, the Caricom Anthem, for the listeners um, tonight. Uh, so, but I'm not going to do that. We'll take a word from the sponsors. And um, when we come back, we will, we will continue our talk with, um, with Osman. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% .9 uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. Okay, we are uh, here with this week in an interview, and I'm going to keep the break pretty short. Uh, we just take a quick word from our sponsors, because tonight we're very excited to have our special guest, uh, the person of Mr. Osman Constance, who is a writer. He's from, the Dom he's from Dominica, but lives in Texas right now. He's been sharing with us uh, his, um, his work on his first book that he wrote, The Verdict, Everyone is Guilty, and then he goes on to say, You are forgiven regardless of the offense that was committed, you are forgiven. So welcome back after the break. Um, Osman, I, I want to go on to the other aspects of your work. I know you have a book of poetry as well as you just released uh, another book. Talk to us a little bit yeah. about your work, your poetry work. Yes, the book of poetry actually came out from the first book. It's more like it's an overflow from the first book. So the poems are almost the same heading, but it's just like poetry. But this book is so challenging and so encouraging. Anybody will pick it up and then the blessing that is in this book because it deals with everyday life. Every topic that I deal with is something that you will see every day in your life. And then if you want me to read one of them, I could always do that. Oh, we would love that. Yes, definitely. Okay. For instance... This one says, don't give up. And then, the valley was not made for dwelling, but as a place for transition. It is the place where your path begins, which leads to your mountain tops, the place of your habitation. You are not alone. Everyone meanders in the valley sometimes during their life's journey. Some hurry on and move along quickly, while some linger behind and end up with sorrow and misery. The valleys can be tough and rough. And usually they collect plenty of unwanted waste. That is why you should not dwell in there, but get out as quickly as possible. Get out with much haste. Because the longer you live in the valley, the more difficult you will find it to live. For you will develop the habits and customs of the valley, and nothing good you will achieve. Presently, you are knocked down, flat on your back. There's nothing to call your own. There's so much that you do lack. At this point, you cannot get any worse than how you were back then. And you give, you have given up, and you are just wondering, dear Lord, when? When will all your nights turn to day? When will you find a brighter and more prosperous way? When will your foes become your friends? When will all this hating towards you end? When will all the pain in your heart stop? When will you ever get to your mountain top? And that would be God's reply. My son, my daughter, now is not the time for giving up on me. I am the God of yesterday, I am the God of today, and I am the God of tomorrow. I will never leave you nor forsake thee. All these things which have come against you did not come to last. And eventually, these two shall disappear. These things will soon pass. I promise you, as long as you believe, I will take you to the mountain top. So in the midst of your trouble, I'm encouraging you, look up to me, and don't you ever give up. Awesome. 
Wow. Inspirational writing by Mr. Osman Constance. Now, you can get those books on Amazon.com. You search for the book either by name or by, by the author. His, his name is spelled Osmond. O-S-M-O-N-D. Constance. C-O-N-S-T-A-N-C-E. I'll put a link on um, tdnradio.net. And I encourage you listeners to go on and, and get the work. You can get the electronic version or you can get the um, paperback version. Osman, that was a, that was a tremendous um, poem. You say the, this book of poetry it was an overflow from, yes. the, from the book that we were just talking about. Yes. But before we jump into that, how else can um, persons get your book? I know you have it on Amazon. What other, what other avenues do you have uh, for them? You could go on online, bansandnoble.com, a million dollar book. All the bookstores, if you go and then, you know, through their network, through their... The website. Through the, the website, then you'll be able to get the books. Once you type in my name or the... You will get it. You could go into the bookstores, but then they'll have to pre-order it for you. Or you could even get them from me. Okay. Do you so want, to, the, you want yes. to give your phone number or how you want to do it? Yes. Both my phone number and my um, my my address, my PO box address. So well, go ahead and give it. We'll repeat it a few times during the show, but you can go ahead and give it for now. Okay. The phone number is 954-695-7571. 
He had so many that drove him crazy. Wishing if he could go through life all over again, he would have done it so differently. School, he would have taken seriously. Emphasis, he would have placed on education. Drugs and bad company, he would have ignored. This can only lead you in the wrong direction. Talents and opportunities, he would surely have embraced, knowing that they don't come often, but when they do, you can put them to waste. After much thinking and debating, he came to the realization that the past is gone. Opportunities missed cannot be retrieved, and mistakes made cannot be undone. The scars from the bad decision made a constant reminder of failure. Yet deep down in his soul, he was persuaded that somewhere, somehow, there was a cure. He gathered himself on the bed, clapped his hands, and prayed as sincerely as he could hoping to find solutions to his problems and looking for answers that would help him change his negative attitude. But thanks be to God, he had knocked on the right door. For the answer on the other side of the door was the true answer he had been looking for. God came in and transformed his life and gave him peace in his soul. He set him free and made him completely whole. He went to sleep with his burden so much lighter, with much more hope for the coming day because he knew that his future was about to get much brighter. All right. But as you read in those poems, what comes to my mind is how multidimensional, you know, uh, your work is. It, it, it touches on several levels. You know, that poem that you read could be targeted at a young person that says embrace yes. your opportunities right now. It can be targeted as an at an older person that says it's never too late for a new beginning. Yeah. You know, I, I listen yeah. to you read and there's so many dimensions to your work. Yeah. Yeah, the the entire book is full of inspirational work. That mm. there's always an encouragement in each poem for someone out there. I I guarantee you that. Anybody who takes this book and read this poem will do something to their life. It will change it to the positive part of life. No, certainly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. So, so it's, it's certainly we we're so happy that that you sharing this with us. I'm I'm really really excited about having you on the show. Let me give us the number. I understand that our regular number has issues, but you can join the conversation by calling six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven six one seven three seven two zero one zero seven and you can join in the conversation that i'm having with mr constance osmond constance the writer poet and inspirational <laughs> worker uh, osmond we i'm so excited to to listen to your work tonight you have a third book um called yeah. the storm that formed the human rainbow Interesting yeah. title. Let's talk about the title. <laughs> yes, this is my latest. Just released this one recently. Mm -hmm. And like it says, the storm that formed the human rainbow. And the concept of the human rainbow, you know, rainbow is what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of a rainbow is colors. And then when you think of human, you think of human race. So what he's trying to say, the colors remain in all the races. Wow. So that's what the human rainbow is all about. The rainbow depicts colors and the human race, with all the races, and the storm that formed it. And actually what it's all about, I could just give you a small introduction to the entire book, you nice. know, so at least you'll know. It's like a community that's so divided. It's so corrupted. I mean, hatred all over the place. You know, these people don't like each other. A lot of corruption. Politicians corrupted. And I know you and I know of places like that. <laughs> whether it be the Caribbean, whether it be up here. Everywhere. You know, <laughs> yes, you find these little communities that's like that. Mm -hmm. And people don't like, everybody is so selfish. Nobody wants to care about each other. And that's what it is. But then, 
there was a storm that came through this small community. And then it knocked down everything. And I mean, it was a bad storm. A lot of people died. And, and because of that, after the storm, all hatred, all maybe resentment, most of it was completely gone. The people realized how much they need each other, how much they need to be united together. And that's the only way they could build up this community, by being together. And that's why it's all about the storm that formed the human rainbow. Without the storm, they'll be just as bad and continue to be bad. But after the storm, it changed their lives. And it makes a difference. And actually, most people re read this book, and the reviews are so good. They loved it. I mean, and I went in detail with this book. It's not just about a storm coming through, but I started like with a relationship, a boy and a girl. But I can't give you all the details. You need to go in there. Get the book, exactly. Get the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I, I go through every detail. I use different concepts. And the book has to deal with all things like uh, race. You have to deal with drugs. You know, it touches everything. The book, book has everything that you need. Certainly. So, yeah. Certainly, this is, I mean, you, as I said before, I find your work to be so multidimensional. It's layered. It's not, it's not so mm -hmm. simple. I mean, so many times you read works from writers, and it's good. But it's it's mm. one layer. It's it's yeah. one dimensional. But but you see, think of think when you think about the human rainbow. I mean, all of us go to the cliche where the rainbow stands for for hope. You know, God put the rainbow yeah. at the end of the storm for hope. Yeah. But even if that is in there interwoven in the book, the concept mm. of the human rainbow, uh, focusing on the on the simpler aspect of the rainbow, the colors mm. that, yeah. that the multi colors, multiracial, multicolors all coming together to form that arc of hope, you know? Yeah. And 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 the call the concept that you need a storm sometimes to to be able to reveal the rainbow. Um yeah. I, your work is just I, yeah. totally inspirational. And and the storm don't usually mean a hurricane or a tornado or, or something of that sort. It could be something simple. It could be something happening in your home. It could be like a, a default. It could be something, a storm. But something that will bring the people together. It could bring a family together. I'm sad to say that sometimes it happens death. It happens and that's what unites a family. Family that is so scattered about, so hate each other. But after somebody dies, they come together. So we have to take that to do it. But that's, you know, sometimes that's what happened, and that's a storm. Yeah, the concept of the storm that I got from the work was, you know, I don't know, I'm from the Caribbean, so I have experienced hurricanes, and those of you, yes. you know, the, the concept of the storm is you feel like you're in a situation where it's nothing within your control. The outcome yes. is not within your control. That That is what I got from the concept yes. of the storm, yes. you know. So it makes you think that all of this thing that you thought that was so important is mm -hmm. not important at that point in time. The only thing that's important at that point in time is to ask for that higher power to help see you through this this time of strife and, and tribulation, you know. Yeah. And um, that so that again, I'll come back to the to that that your work um, approaches those those um, really topics that can be difficult and complex and you, you have a natural gift of simplifying it and putting it in a form where um, everyday persons like myself can, can see it and, and identify it from my own perspective, you know, and from everybody else's perspective. So, yes, because I got a few reviews from it. Let me read one of them. It says, I started to read the story and I found I could not put it down. Yeah. Another one said the storyline is very real and inspiring. It makes you feel a familiar connection with the character, and on and on and on. You know, no, certainly. So most people, yeah, they love it. I understand where this where these reviewers are, are coming from, and I encourage the, uh, the audience, the TDN audience, to get a book, get this book, the storm that formed the human rainbow. 
get the verdict, get the poems. You know, you you're going to have something for your um, your summer reading program. Definitely, yeah. this work is 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 of about the it can sit among the best. You know, I I think that your work is very inspirational. Uh, I can see the amount of work that you you, know, you put into it, and and your special talent for writing um, definitely shines through. You know? So I want to I want to say, Elsman, I'm so happy to have you on the show tonight. Um, before we close, we're coming up to the hour. I, I'm going to give you a chance to just talk to the audience, you know, in general about what inspires you and and just the whole body of work and what what we can look forward to from you in the future. Yes, I still have a couple of books in my head, and I'm just recently putting them on paper. As I said, you can keep them in your head, because you must have a, a beginning before you could have an end. So don't think of, oh man, how, how is it going to be done? Think of how you're going to start. So you start by putting them on paper, and then transferring it later in life. But start by putting them on paper. Don't keep it in your head. Because a lot of people right now gone, left us in this world, and the books are still in their head. You have to put it down on paper. Yes, um, I'll continue to write as long as the passion is there. And I know right now it's still there because it's a gift from God, and then I'll just keep on tapping into it and try to do as best as I can. And my work, I don't really want it to glorify me. I want my work to be like an inspiration to others. I, I want it to be like a comforter. I want you to encourage somebody. I want somebody to pick up my book, read it, and after they're through, they said, man, this book really blesses me. And that's the type of work that I'm doing. It's not like religious. It's not like it's not like any race. It's just general. So whoever picks it up could get a blessing from it. And that's my motive. That's to glorify God, to bring help to those that need help, to bring comfort, to give others strength. And that's what it's all about. So I'll encourage you to get at least a copy of either one of them, especially the last one, The Storm That From the Human Rainbow. Because this book, <laughs> there's drama, <laughs> there's suspense, there's um, love relationships, family situations, disaster, everything in this one little book. So I'd encourage you to go there and get it. And, and honestly, I give my number, and that's because I don't mind the feedback, so I don't mind the critics, because that's the way I'm going to get better, and that's the way I'm going to put up my work, because I want to do good stuff. I don't just want to write books for writing books. Sake. I want to write books to be a blessing to others, so others could feel the warmth and feel the love. That's what it's all about. So I just want to tell you, thank you so much for listening to me, and I hope I've been a blessing to you all, and I will continue to be a blessing to you all. No, but thank you so much for spending the time with us. Give us your contact info one last time, Osborne. Yes, my phone number, 954-695-7571. And my email is oscurve, O-S-C-U-R-V-E, 23, at hotmail.com. And for those who like to write, it's P.O. Box, 423, Houston, Texas, 772-42. So it's P.O. Box 412-153. No, 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 Seven seven two four two. Seven seven two four two. No, certainly. Uh, uh, I want to say thank you so much. I mean, I really, really enjoyed our conversation. I, I, I enjoy your work, and I encourage all the listeners to go out and get get a book. Get it for a young person in their life. The the storm that formed the human rainbow is actually written in a, like a novel. It, it's yeah. a novel that tells us that tells a story. Very interesting story. I encourage you to, to, to get it. Get it for yourself. Get it for your husband. Get it for somebody that you care about. Make it as a summer reading a summer reading program. Also, that first book, if you know anybody, and all of us have things that we carry in our heart, 
um, that book, The Verdict, Everyone is Guilty, But You Are Forgiven, it's, um, regardless of the offense that was called forgiven, I think is a book that we all should own. Um, and it's a book that you, sh that you probably will read more than once. You will read it, and then you will go back and reference it and, and really talk about it. I think your work so far, Osman, uh, uh, can be considered gems. And I definitely would love to have you back on the show. Uh, we can talk about your work. We can pick a certain topic and talk about it because I, I really enjoy your your approach to to certain concepts that can be probably complex or, or difficult to deal with, that you have such a gift of um, simplifying and, and putting in terms that we can all feel comfortable dealing with. So thank you so much for being with us and um, wish you all the best and we will keep um, praying for you and, and, and we hope um, that you can come back sometime soon to be with us on this weekend interview again. I must say thanks so much for having me and I really did enjoy it. And I'll continue to do what I'm supposed to do. And then whenever you feel led to call me back on the show, I'm always available. So thank you again. And thank you for your company, for allowing it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, folks. We had every week, you know, we have guests. Who are, they're just amazing. You know, I, I'm, so, I'm so lucky. To, to have this opportunity to speak with these talented persons, you know, stars really among us. And tonight was no exception. I, I, we, we explored the work of Mr. Osborne Constance. He's writing and, and, and his natural ability to deal with topics that are so relevant to all of us. So when I encourage you to go to Amazon.com, go to Barnes & Noble, um, get your book. Uh, the summer has just started. It make it make really good summer reading. His first book, The Verdict, Everyone is Guilty. It reads really, really well. Uh, lots of stories and, and inspiration in there. And of course, you get the accompanying poetry book as well. And then his latest work, The Storm That Formed the Human Rainbow, is really extraordinary. <laughs>